0: Now, enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
1: The title of the message today is The Good News of God's Grace. The Good News of God's Grace. When I first became a Christian many, many years ago in my late teens and understood what grace is all about, I thought this is some deal. I take all of my sins and give them to Jesus and he gives me forgiveness power to live and heaven at the end I don't earn my way to heaven I don't work my way to heaven it is a free gift a gift of God's grace but as time goes by I start thinking that this has got to be too good to be true. Mm -hmm. I ought to help help God out a little bit. Surely he expects me to contribute something uh, to gain his approval. The result of this kind of thinking is that as Christians, we fall into one of two traps, the two enemies of grace. One of them is legalism, trying to earn God's approval through the rules that we obey. The other enemy of grace is perfectionism, trying to prove our worth by being perfect. The Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the Galatian church to combat these two enemies of grace. Paul returns again and again to one central question are we saved by what we do or by what Christ has done for us every verse and every argument that paul uses in this his epistle of the galatians makes its way back to that core issue it's faith versus works grace versus the law of moses And the very heart of the gospel is at stake in this discussion by the Apostle Paul. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Paul says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Today I, I want to talk about how we can break out of the performance trap and how to break out of the prison of perfectionism. If you understand the nature of God's grace, you will find a new level of joy in your life. You'll find a new level of freedom. Freedom that you probably never experienced, except maybe when you first became a Christian, and you were not hung up by all the things that people are telling you to do. So the first point is, That grace means that nobody is perfect. Grace means that nobody is perfect. Paul says in Romans chapter 3, 23 and 24, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus When he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Some years ago, a book came out entitled, I'm okay and you're okay. But that isn't true, because I'm not okay and you're not okay. I can say I'm okay a thousand times, but inside, I'm thinking, who am I kidding? There are areas in my life that are definitely not okay, and there are areas in your life that are definitely not okay. So all of the affirmations in the world are not going to make you okay or me okay. I'm imperfect, and you are imperfect. The truth is, I'm not okay, and you're not okay. But because of God's grace, that's okay. Is there a lot of things in my life in your life that are not okay, but when we accept God's grace in Jesus Christ, He says, "You don't have to be perfect for me to accept you." So what does that mean? Does that mean that you don't have to repent for the sins that you commit? Of course not. Does that mean that you don't have to change? And work on areas of weakness in your life that you're aware of? Not at all. So when God says, you're okay because of my grace, that does not mean that you can just keep on being a a horrible person for the rest of your life. It just means that God isn't waiting for you to change for him to love you. If you accept God's grace in Jesus Christ, you are declared righteous in His sight, as though you had never sinned, and therefore you are acceptable to Him. That is a point I'm going to be coming back to a little bit later. But the second point is that grace means that God's love is unconditional. God's love is unconditional. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Underline the word children. See, when you... Become a believer, a follower of Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ. You are not just a servant. You are a child of God, a child of the king. You joined the royal family. As such, you are more than a servant, though one of our responsibilities is to serve, so we are servants. But here's the difference between a servant and a child. A servant is accepted and appreciated on the basis of what he or she does. A child is accepted and appreciated on the basis of who he or she is. A servant starts the day anxious that his or her work will please the master. A child rests in the secure love of the family. A servant is accepted because of his or her productivity and performance but a child is accepted because of his or her position in the family. At the end of the day, a servant has peace of mind only if he or she has proven their worth. But the next morning, the anxiety begins again. A child can be secure all day, knowing that tomorrow will not change his or her status will still be a child tomorrow. When a servant fails, his or her position is at stake. But when a child fails, he or she is certainly grieved and will be corrected and disciplined, but is not afraid of being put out of the family. Because being loved is based not on performance, But on the stability of being a child of God. See, God wants us to enjoy His unconditional love once we become a part of His family. Those of you who are parents, are your children perfect? Of course not. Do you still love them? Of course you do. You love them in spite of their imperfections. Do you love them at every stage of their growth? Or are you simply waiting until they are more, more mature and can, and can uh, do what you are expecting them to do? Certainly not. God loves us at every stage of our growth in Christ because His love is unconditional. I don't have to be perfect for God to love me. He understands me completely, He knows everything about me the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he still loves me. And he still loves you. Paul tells us in Romans 8 and verse 38. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. Neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. In other words, nothing in all of creation, nothing that you can do can separate you from the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Grace can be summed up in four words. Earlier in this um, passage from Paul, he says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? And the four words that we could use to sum up grace is that God is for us. He is never against us. God is not sitting up in heaven looking down on you saying, Well, what can I punish next in his or her life? If you have accepted God's grace and are a part of God's family, his love for you is unconditional because Jesus Christ has already paid the penalty. For your sins and mine. But number three, grace means that God can handle all of our concerns. 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. This means that we need to let go of the things that we can't control, which cause us to worry so much and let God handle them for us. God is the only one who can control our life and he can do a whole lot better job than we can. So we just need to commit our worries and our cares to him because he knows how to take care of them. Things don't have to be perfect for us to be be happy. Things don't have to be perfect for us to enjoy them. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Who thinks you can put two imperfect people together and have a perfect relationship? There are no perfect kids either. There is no such thing as a perfect body. There is no perfect job. And there is no perfect church. You can't put sinners saved by grace in a church and expect you to be perfect. So, if you're looking for a perfect church to join, then I would advise you, don't join it, because you're going to spoil it. <laughs> you see, if you're waiting for that perfect environment for you to enjoy life, is not really going to happen. You must learn to enjoy life in the middle of imperfection, under less than perfect circumstances. There are people who are so um, frustrated and, and unhappy because they're looking for a perfect situation every time. They go to a job and they're expecting it to be perfect and they don't spend very long there because it's not what they were looking for. But um, God deals with us in the situation that we are in. He knows exactly what he's doing. We are not simply left to our own devices. He's using everything in our lives, even those imperfect situations we are in, in our families, in our, at work, and wherever we are, in order to teach us lessons which we need to learn in order to be prepared for his presence in heaven see Paul puts it like this in in Philippians chapter 4 12 and 13 Paul says I know what it is to be neat and I know what it is to have plenty I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. You'll never be in a situation where you are left alone. Christ is going to strengthen you and prepare you for whatever the situation requires. But I want you to notice that he says, I have learned. It is not human nature to be content is something you have to learn and you learn it from the experiences of life And a part of all that is to learn to give all of your worries and your cares to God believing that he cares for you because you are a child of God and number four grace means we can act in faith not fear Remember how you got into God's family in the first place. Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. This is the only way anyone is going to be saved by grace. There's no other way to get into heaven except by grace. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be perfect enough. And So salvation is a free gift of God. It is by grace through faith. That is how you, you got into the Christian life. And that's the way you continue to live the Christian life. By grace through faith. Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7 says, and now, just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. A lot of people seem to think, I'm saved by God's free gift, and no, I really have to work hard to keep God's approval of me. No, you don't. How were you saved? By promising to be perfect? No. How do you live the Christian life? By promising to be perfect? Not at all. How do you live the Christian life? By keeping God's commandments and promising to obey every rule? No. You are saved by accepting God's free gift in Jesus Christ. Everything in your life is a gift from God. You wouldn't even be alive today if it weren't for the grace of God. The air you breathe is a gift of grace. The ability to speak and hear and see is a gift of God's grace. You certainly did not earn it. Everything that God does in your life, he does by grace. He teaches you by grace. He forgives you by grace. He guides you by grace. He uses you by grace. He gives you gifts and talents by grace. He blesses you by grace. And he gives you family and friends by grace. Absolutely nothing in your life is earned or or deserved some of you have been living in the prison of perfectionism for a long time you don't have to continue because grace is available and the only way to stop trying to be perfect is to have faith in God not fear of him but the last point is grace means that God's peace is available to us Grace means that God's peace is available to us. Jesus told his disciples in John 14 and verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The life is full of stress, we all know that. Stress adversely affects us in our health, and in other areas. But the good news is that God doesn't leave us empty-handed as we struggle with stress and the problems that we have to deal with in this life. The Bible has a lot to say about peace. The peace of God isn't something that we earn. It's a gift of God's grace. God's peace is constant and eternal. It has nothing to do with our circumstances. Only God can give that kind of peace that we truly need. It's a peace that difficulties cannot disturb. It's a peace that trials cannot trouble, that obstacles cannot overcome, and that fear cannot frustrate. It's a peace that can relax one's nerves. That can strengthen one's faith. It's a peace that can dry one's tears, that can lighten one's load, that can bring comfort to one's soul in times of sorrow and grief, as well as impart joy to one's life. This peace is our Savior's gift to those who believe in Him. But one final thought I started out earlier, but I wanted to come back to it. God is perfect and expect his children to be perfect. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48, but you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now Jesus knew it is impossible for us to be perfect because we are still in these mortal bodies where sin resides. So we cannot be perfect while we are alive in these bodies, the tent in which we we live. And that is why Jesus came to earth. He came as a perfect God and perfect man to satisfy the demands of divine justice. By his dying on the cross for our sins, we get in on his perfection. You see, we receive what Theologians call Christ's imputed righteousness. That is righteousness that has been given to us. When, we, when Christ went to the cross, he, there was an exchange that took place there. He took our sins and gave us his righteousness. So that when God looks at us, He does not see us with all of the sins that we have committed. Rather, he sees us in the righteousness of Christ because a transaction took place where Christ gave us his righteousness and took our sins. So that when God looks at us, it is as if we had never sinned a day in our life. I cannot be perfect, but I don't have to worry because Christ's perfection has been credited to my account in heaven. I thank God today for His grace. It is His grace that lifts us up when we are down. It is His grace that gives us comfort when we sorrow. It is His grace that keeps us safe when we are in danger. It is His grace that gives us hope when we are discouraged that directs our footsteps along life's journey, that supplies us with the answers to our prayers, and that forgives us when we repent of our sins. Without God's grace, our burdens would be too heavy to bear. Without God's grace, our trials would be too hard to handle. Without God's grace, our sorrow would be too great to survive. Our hearts would be too broken to heal. And our fears would be too fierce to overcome. God has declared that his grace will always be sufficient for us, his children. It's something we don't have to argue about. It's a fact that the almighty God has declared that his grace will always be sufficient for whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. It will be sufficient regardless of what we may be facing. It will be sufficient regardless of what disappointments we may encounter. It will be sufficient regardless of how rough the road we may be traveling. It will be sufficient regardless of the shortcomings we may have and regardless of what our past may have been. Thank God for the sufficiency of his grace which we experience every day even though sometimes we don't recognize it. One of the great hymn writers of the church and one of the great hymns of the church says, Wonderful, the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea, higher than the mountain sparkling like a fountain, all sufficient grace for me, even me. Broader than the scope of my transgressions, greater than all my sin and shame, Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus. Praise his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.